You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have lots to ponder today. In these days of Lent, we have the call coming to us to have our lives renewed. That's a gift of grace. It's not our doing primarily. It's God's grace that renews us. But we also have to, in a way, open the path for God to reach our heart and soul. And that's also a gift and a grace, but it's also our work. And it has shows itself in different ways, um, in fasting, in prayer, and in almsgiving, in charity. And then there are a couple of words that are uncomfortable that are spoken, which uh, include sin and conversion and repentance. And these are words that are very strong. And we've had yesterday also an invitation from Daniel as he confesses his sin. And today we have a different type of word about the same reality, which is a call to Isaiah the prophet from God that we need to repent. It's like a command. It's like go and do things. Wash yourselves clean. Listen to the instruction. Put away your misdeeds. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. So there, uh, hear the orphans plea, defend the widow. Come now. So there are lots of imperatives. And then there's a promise. Though your sins be like scarlet, that's a very bright red, very strong, they may become white as snow. Though they become crimson red, they may become white as wool. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the Lord. This is a big promise. This gives consolation. Consolation gives strength. Comfort is strength. With strength, uh, fortitude, comfort. We are strengthened to fortify. Strengthened to have the humility to humble ourselves before God to humble ourselves, to be able to come and say, Lord, forgive me, I have done wrong. And we have a good share of pride 
and we don't like to do this movement, this gesture, this path of repentance. We judge ourselves to be okay, we figure we're okay, and this takes a maturity of conscience. We can identify the fault of the others very easily. We see it very clearly, we're very convinced about it, and we can judge what Jesus asked us not to do yesterday in the Gospel. And today we have this uh, call to have trust, to have confidence, to come forward. And we have a beautiful practice in Christianity for, for so long of going to tell our sins. And there are people who do this regularly, every month, some every two weeks. There are even people who do it every week. That's not a requirement. These are practices that one speaks with one's spiritual director, with one's confessor. And to mention those faults, that's a great act of humility. And it also unloads them. And there are different ways of doing that, even at the temple in Jerusalem, putting all the sins on the, on the scapegoat that ran out into the desert with the sins symbolically. And here it's to receive the forgiveness. Your sins are forgiven, Jesus said. And his present on Easter Sunday, for which we're preparing all through Lent, is precisely that. To come to Easter Sunday, to hear Jesus say, your sins are forgiving, forgiven. And he also says to the disciples, peace be with you. Whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And that's a ministry in the church, to forgive sins. That's a beautiful gift. And that requires people to come forward and say, I'm a sinner. I ask for God's forgiveness. And the forgiveness are spoken with beautiful words. And the words, you hear the words Christ speaking through his minister, I absolve you from your sins. Sacramental grace. What a gift to have that confidence, that humility to come forward and let God completely clean the slate. Turn that scarlet into white as snow. Completely pure, like the white baptismal gown after baptism that's donned, and that is a grace that's complete in the person. Let's desire for this gift. Let us, uh, let us receive it. And let's pray also for all the priests who are teaching, the, like in the chair of Moses, and for all those that are teaching their children in the catechists, teaching in the in adults, also preparing for the sacraments this Easter, that when we are teaching, that we are living it first, that we ourselves are doing it. And we need prayers. No, every, all of us are human. We're made of the same dust of the earth. We have passions that need to be continually formed and transformed by grace and tendencies and maybe old habits that take a long time to root out. We all need a lot of prayer. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.